Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everyone? Thank you so much for watching this newest episode of Moral Dilemma. Dilemma. Jeff got it. We didn't even go over this. My name is Ryan. I've listened to a couple episodes. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, do you know what happens next, usually? Names? Usually You sometimes. want to kick us off? It's usually me first, but I want you to start. You already said you already your name, said Ryan. Your name. You hey, already did it. Okay, ignore that. And I didn't know we were selling yo-yos. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Dunkin' yo-yos for sale. Sponsored. Pick them up. Well, my name is Jeff. Let's go. First time, first time, long time. We finally got him on. <laughs> long time listener. We finally got him on. My name is Ryan. Two episodes. My name is Ryan. My name is Eric. And I'm Corey. Um, also, yeah. also, also. Uh, fun thing. If you've been listening to us all along, Jeff is the person that we made fun of at the very beginning of the podcast <laughs> because he said he wouldn't watch because he didn't like that our table had too much clutter. True. That is but, incorrect. Well, that's what Eric told us. That's what Eric told us. He does watch. I'm going straight off of what Eric told us. I didn't hear this. No, that's no, what, no. What, I didn't say that. No. Okay, well, Logan listen, and Ryan. Let, oh, me, sure, Ryan. let me clear the waters, please. Already. Please. First of all, let me preface that when I told this story the first time, Logan was here. Yes. And Logan likes to take things to the next level. Okay. What happened? I'm clearing the water. Me and Jeff were camping, right? Right. When the first episode came out, I showed Jeff. He was like, oh, yeah, that's sick. But the table's pretty cluttered. And so I relayed that information No, here. no, no, no. I think what happened, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff told me the rest of the story, is that everybody was kind of kind of roasting it. You know, like... like true, true. Basically, yeah. you were, you were, everybody was joining in, right? Right. It was kind of just... It a, was a roast fest. It was just a little funny roast. Like, everybody was like, oh, this, this, this. And then mm -hmm. I just rattled off a couple of good roasts. <laughs> and everyone was and like... And it got... Definitely would get left out. Logan heard fun. it and came back, and, and I guess Logan, told the story. yeah, and then Logan was like, "Yeah, Jeff won't watch the podcast because he said <laughs> that the image in the back." So that was all <laughs> I heard. So then we kind of hey. roasted Jeff at the beginning. But let me say though that for some of us, we use that comment as a way to rise the show above. True, that. it was. Yeah. It was. We use that as a standard. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we can't make it clutter. We, we, we got to have it quality. <laughs> we yeah, made me like two inches. <laughs> But um, so yeah. Anyway, Jeff, Jeff roasted us super hard. He was calling me a bunch of names. He was like, "This sucks. I'm never watching it." Um, and then he gave us a, a really low review on Facebook. Um, and now we have. <laughs> now I'm kidding, Jeff. I just want to apologize because I held that against you the whole time. <laughs> I was like, all I was ever told is you hated on the podcast. Right? No, but no, honestly, honestly though, Jeff probably watches a lot more episodes than uh, other people. Which, uh, thank you, Jeff. He's watched two. And there was no, watched one. <laughs> Jeff watched two. They were, they're still hating on Jeff. Yeah. Actually, I do want to give a shout out to Nathan Lockhart, though, because I saw him today at the mall, um, and he literally has seen every single episode when it comes out. Yeah, thanks for being our so, number Thanks, number Nathan. Fan. Thanks for, what are, what's our fan base name? What should that be? The Little Dilemmas. <laughs> the Lemonites. The Lemonites. Thank you all, like you little Dilemmanites. Uh, the morals. For watching. The morals. I don't know. Maybe not. That's Put in word. the comments what you think uh, the fan base name should be. It's a little far into this uh The Dilemma podcast. Dudes. The the the, the I, don't, oh, I don't know. Since we're talking about the podcast. You can't say dudes. That would put my wife yeah, mentioned, sure. you know, the clutch MOV around here, right? Yeah. They do I saw that and I was gonna mention that. They they, 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 they they try to put in like these local businesses and stuff like that, and people vote, whatever. There was podcasts on there. Of course, she didn't see more of a dilemma. Yeah. Oh. Well, so I think maybe we, that should be an effort. People have to vote for that. So we yeah. need to put a campaign out for people to they vote only do it to once put a year, us though. on there. But yeah. it's it's like literally like um, it's just like a 
a voting thing where at the end of every year people vote for like the best local artist, best awesome. like restaurant. Uh, comic book shop. Jay was on there. Best oh, tattoo cool. artist. Um, and podcast is on there. And I looked at the other podcasts and they I'd have to brush up on my art, art. Well, here's the thing. Even if we don't have enough people voting for us, people will see that list because people True. look through those lists. Yeah. You, I, I think you have to get <laughs> voted to be on the list. Nominated. You're yeah. nominated. You nominated. Yeah. But I mean, I, if we got nominated, I think that we could get in. Like, I think that I think we'd make the round. I mean, we have we have what almost four hundred people following us on Facebook now. Can I can I talk about as you're saying that right now? It makes me think of like the teacher award you see on WTAP. Yeah. You want an apple? Did you know? You want yeah, to go an apple? Did award? you hear about this? Like, I've heard like uh, a husband nominated his wife. And she got it. And she got it, dude. I mean, every single teacher gets it at some point. I'm sure Corey's mom's got it. I don't think so. Oh, Not she's yet. next. She's next. Nominated for the Golden Apple. Because it's like a you know, not at the school, not a, not a student, not a, another teacher. Yeah. The husband. The husband. <laughs> so way to, um, way to get awards. I'm yeah. sure that if we do get this clutch MOV thing, uh, one of us will have nominated the podcast. I won't. I, I feel will. like we I should. Will. I feel like we should nominate ourselves. It should be someone that. Like Jeff. Listen, like <laughs> we need to get Nathan. Nathan. That's or your Jeff. goal. Next year, I will know. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Um, but anyway, um, how was your guys' day today? It was good. It's good. It's pretty good. Yeah. I drove good for transition the first time today. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we have a fun episode planned, but I just want to, let's just take some time here. After my ankle surgery, I drove for the first time yep. today. C- Corey walked in on his own two feet today. No without, boot. With, no scooter. Without a boot, just tennis shoes. Look, he's looking taller. Does it still feel like it weighs a lot? Like, you get, like the the boot, you know? What <laughs> is I mean? he You're walking faster with that one yeah. foot now? <laughs> no, I actually think I spent so much time like not on that leg when I was on the scooter that my calf muscle is so weak yeah. that like is it flappy? It just gets it just gets tired. Is it flappy again? Yeah. Uh, it was very flappy. Yeah, the first you time Corey broke his ankle, that. I was his roommate, and um, when he finally got his cast or his boot off or whatever, his what is it? Your left ankle? No, that's right. Your right, his right ankle looked like a toothpick compared to the other one. They well, no muscle. And then also it was like, kind of gross. <laughs> also, like my calf muscle, you could like yeah. slap it around and it just swayed because there was like no tension in the yeah. muscle. That's what was everyone so was weak. doing. Everyone was doing that week, just slapping Corey's uh, slapping calf muscle. Calves. Slapping calves. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be another f- cool podcast title: Slapping Calves. I don't know what it'd be about. <laughs> Maybe biology. It, you know, Peter would be honest. They think we're hitting calves. Babies. It could be about spanking cows. <laughs> that that okay. might not be good. Didn't like that. That'd be one episode. <laughs> Didn't like that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. Um, glad you guys. Jeff, was your, did you have a good day? I did. Good. This was such a good lead into. Are you talking? Are you though? Are you talking? You know, talking to Jeff here as far as sports. What are you, are you? Don't have really much to watch right now, do you? Yeah, big big sport guy over here. Yeah, just. Couple college basketball games on the yeah. CBS. That's yeah. about it right now. Until again, a month, month from now, we have the uh, NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. West Virginia had a good game last night. Mm-hmm. They it won. Did. Came back. And yep. 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 Eric now. watched it during the young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. I was doing praise and worship for this college group thing, and I kept looking up, and Eric was uh, singing along, but also watching. <laughs> 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 I was watching the West Virginia game on his phone. I had it on my phone, and I was like, "Praise." And then the after Lord. both songs, he like after the songs, I looked at Eric, and he like looked up from his phone, and was like, "That was really good, Ryan." And he <laughs> <on his phone. laughs> that, that pretty much was right. Uh, but anyway, let's cut the crap. Today's episode is about <laughs> the Mandalorian. Um, I actually don't know this. Shows how well prepared I am. Is this just about season two? I think. I mean, we could talk about it a whole, but I think probably more mm-hmm. relevant. Because I know at some point we're going to talk about our favorite and least episode favorite of season two, but I also went ahead and put my least favorite and favorite of season one. Oh, so that, 
<clears throat> we might get to was that. Was it the heist? Was this the list? Was that the one that last first season that was terrible? Uh, I have the gunslingers one I have is the worst one. I, that, I hated that one. I hate the one, the one where they where busted out the prisoners. Yes. Yes. I hated that I think that that's one. what it was. Yeah. Is that called Gunslinger? I think so. Oh, it's terrible. But as bad as that was, how much better did that make the uh, Mayfields, like, I guess, turnaround in this season? True, 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 yeah. true, true. It, it served a purpose for sure. Yeah. It could have been better then. Yeah. Because I didn't like Bill Burr's character at all. Yeah. I didn't. Mm-hmm. First season. I don't think anyone. Then, I, don't, I still didn't like him that one. I kept thinking but, he was the, the son of or brother of, of the guy from The Matrix, the... You know, oh, yeah, you're know, talking about that. It looks and acts the same way. Yeah, but at the end, I mean, that with that his arc, I guess, redemption yeah. arc, I thought it was a lot it better. It was better. Still, I just didn't like him that Yeah, way. I mean, he still, you know, was a mm-hmm. formal trooper. Which which is something that I will say I like about The Mandalorian a lot. Um, some TV shows like this, um, I guess not like this. There haven't really been shows like The Mandalorian, I guess, uh, Star Wars-wise. But shows like, when, when I think of like shows like Doctor Who and Supernatural... It falls into this rhythm where there's like a big villain per episode that they just don't talk about ever again. Like it, this big thing happens and the next episode you're like, man, that last episode, that was kind of major. Like the main character died and was brought back <laughs> to life and then turned into a spider and then was killed and then was reincarnated. Um, and they don't talk about it ever again. But in The Mandalorian, they do go back. Like you said, with that guy's arc, that was a crappy episode, but it served a purpose in the yeah. long run. Mm-hmm. So props to The Mandalorian for doing that. I know the creators are watching. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall though, did you guys like season two or season one better? Season two, two. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I think that's a pretty season, common thing. Season one was a good establishment. Mm-hmm. I remember when I first watched the first episode of The Mandalorian. I'm not a big Star Wars guy at all. I watched it. Uh, I'd say like the first. I think the like most of the first episode, I was just uninterested. And then when Baby Yoda came on, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, snap. I'm going to love this show. <laughs> he Grogu. melted your heart. It, he melted my heart. Lil Grogu. Um, Which I still hate the name. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm Why do you guys hate the name so much? I don't, so I don't much? hate it. I don't I, mean, I just hate don't it. like it. I just. It's not easy for me to say. So what do you want to say? Okay. I, mean, I understand. Star Wars, though. They have crazy yeah. names. I know. But They're the, aliens. To me, Yoda was so much easier so, than Grogu. So, Eric, if, if you were to name Baby Yoda, what would you name him? I don't know. You got to come up with something. Yo-yo. <laughs> Yo-yo. I'd stop watching if his name was Yo-yo. Um, as far as seasons go, me per- I personally would rank season two mm-hmm. as one of my all-time favorite of really? all seasons of all TV shows. Really? Like up with, oh, wow. if you ever seen Just- Justified season two? Uh, I haven't seen it. The but Wire seasons three and four. The Wire is really good. What Stranger about Breaking, Breaking Bad season, things? Th- season three. Oh, dude, Stranger Things Breaking season Bad? three. I haven't watched all of that yet. Oh, okay. I would say it's pretty close to the top. I don't Breaking know. Breaking Bad or Mandalorian? Mandalorian. I would Mandalorian. say it's pretty close, but I don't know if it's I'd say I think there's been some a few other T V mm-hmm. shows that I would I'm just say not I'm not like, a big like Star Breaking Wars Bad. guy, so I don't know if I could say that it's one of my favorite seasons ever, but it was really stinking good. There and was for st- someone that honestly could care less about Star Wars most of the time, the fact that it drew me in and I binge watched a lot of it. And just just to Jeff's point on IMVB, the worst episode was 7.9, though. Yeah. Which is pretty high. I mean, yeah. it's hard. And that, I guess that's the, the other thing you have to think about is like some of these other TV shows, there's a lot more shows that are on, you know, a season compared to what The Mandalorian has. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if that, that I would say that plays in Mandalorian's favor because they, they have more of a tight fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I, I, 
that's one of my pet peeves with TV shows, although Breaking Bad did a great job because the story kept moving forward. One of my pet peeves about TV shows is that I think they put a lot of filler shows in. Yeah. I hate I that. Agree. I hate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that turns me off on TV shows most filler. of the time. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you if you're trying to do a, a empty show, mm-hmm. uh it doesn't well, I don't like that. Even in this season, you I always felt like there was one coming. Yeah. Like, like especially after the Jedi. Uh-huh. Like I was like, all right, this they're gonna Slow it more, down yeah, bit. slow it down. There's gonna next couple episodes are probably aren't gonna be, but I think the next one was a tragedy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So like literally, like raised the bar even more. Yeah, yeah. So like, I think almost yeah. So we went from Jedi was nine point five on IMVB or BD. The Jedi or that DD, episode. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then it went to nine point two with the tragedy, mm-hmm. and then it went to a nine point oh on the Believer. Mm-hmm. And then the rescue is nine point eight. Yeah, which incredible. If you are a Star Wars fan, yeah. Well, yeah. You can't. I mean, it had it, to me. It was a ten. Right. Yeah. It yeah. was it just was just because if you grew up loving Star Wars like I did, and I'm, I think mm-hmm. Corey and, and Jeff did too. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't imagine it, that episode being any better. Yeah. Maybe right. the I whole. I can't wait to talk. We've to never some seen theories about Luke Skywalker like that on. On screen, yeah, yeah, like he's in the books and in comics, yes, yeah. but never on screen. So yeah. quite that, everyone's been waiting for. Quite that, just like dominant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. And it's like the the yeah. the whole what was it? The, which one it was Last Jedi, right? The movie, yeah. It made me so sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, in the sense that Skywalker wasn't, you know, to, to me that, and, and mm-hmm. really think about it, like if you took the first initial three uh, that re- was released of the trilogy, we didn't get to see. Uh, you know him be truly great like he is in this TV episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that much really true, because true, true. the big right. battles mm-hmm. happen toward the end of the movies and in each one of those. Well, you, see the, I mean? you see the memory trick. Yeah, you yeah. Know. And but, but, but you don't get to see like this. You yeah. know, just like yeah. when in Rogue One, Jedi was the closest. Just like in Rogue One, where you see Darth Vader really, you know, kick butt. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of that scene, that leads up to you know. Anyhow, I, I just yeah. I think the thing I loved about that though too is that was the first time where I, like, connected him to, like, young Jedi Knight Anakin. Mm -hmm. Like, when he, like, I was like, this is the first time where I, like, it's almost like you can see them being father and son, Mm -hmm. like, the fight style and the actual, like, I don't know. It was just so cool to see that. um, The creator, John Favreau, I think that, in my opinion, as someone who's not a huge Star Wars fan, I think, at least for me, that he saved Star Wars for oh, me. Oh, definitely. And I think for a lot of people, because those three movies came out, there's a lot of issues four, with a lot of yeah. issues with people fighting and the different directors being tossed around and stuff. And after I saw the last one, I was like, all right, well, Star Wars is kind of over. And then The Mandalorian comes out. Well, blows he, my mind, makes me like Star Wars. What was the director that uh, the Skywalker Rises? What was the director's name? I can't remember his name. He's famous. Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. No, no the JJ Abrams. JJ oh, Abrams. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking last. See, year. you had to, yeah, but he corrected. Really, what happened was he corrected all the things that were changed differently mm-hmm. in the middle movie, mm-hmm. which some people like you, probably not being a Star Wars fan, oh, probably right. kind of appreciated. But for me, as a Star Wars fan, I didn't really like yeah. the direction that the middle movie had with uh-huh. the Last Jedi. All right, but the one. Um, the last very last one, the Rise, Rise of Skywalker, Skywalker yeah. um, changed all those things back to where mm-hmm. some of us would like it, but it kind of 
they kind of threw a curveball there in the middle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, it even, almost made me even, feel like because everyone had been looking forward to, to these three <clears throat> three movies, it was a huge deal, and it felt like to me at least that the writing behind it was just kind of like thrown out there, like it wasn't well taken care of. Um, and after it, I was just kind of like confused. I was like, well, Ray is supposed to be this next big Jedi. Yeah. And like by the end of the third, um, movie, like I just didn't care about her anymore. Like I was mm-hmm. like, she's kind of, she's kind of lame now. I thought she was going to be a lot cooler. Then the Mandalorian comes out, mm-hmm. which obviously doesn't take place in the same time, but just the way it was executed, the music, which I'll get into, uh, which is a huge thing for well, me, by the we way. We can kind of build off of the my statement here before you talk about music because mm-hmm. it leads into both ideas that the Mandalorian is more of a Western. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And it yeah. started that way. And I thought that was terrific. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So taking this old world and and kind of placing in, oh, you know, a hero like him mm-hmm. into these scenarios, I thought. And that's why I was surprised you didn't like the first episode because I thought the first episode in season two mm-hmm. went back to that first episode yeah. in season one mm-hmm. that kind of established the character. Yeah. With the whole, uh, what was the title of that? It was the Western. Um, the um, first episode, the Marshall. Yeah. See, I See, love that episode. We'll we'll get into that when we do our favorite okay. and least favorite. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to talk about music real quick though, because sure. this is this is the part that I really like about uh, the Mandalorian. Um, so, uh, the composer for the Mandalorian is Ludwig Garrison uh, Gorenson, uh, who is kind of just now getting into like the movie composing thing. He was like a rap. Uh, a rap composer, uh, mixed a lot of stuff like childish Gambino, stuff like that. Um, but I did a lot of research on him because the Mandalorian soundtrack was so awesome. Yeah. And, um, I actually bought that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I listen to it on Spotify all the time because if you think about it, the star Wars movies, especially the first three are just probably the most iconic film scores of all time. I mean, um, John Williams, Williams, he created the greatest of, he created yeah, the the Star Wars theme, which is insane. The Darth Vader theme, everything you hear, and those are iconic things. And, and he just does it over and over again. Exactly, and and not even that. He changed the way Charles. John Williams changed the way that film scores are written because I think kind of before that film scores are written, like there there may have been like a main song for the movie, uh, but his music kind of triggered different events in in the plot like mm-hmm. if when when you hear the Darth Vader theme coming on you know that Darth Vader's about to come out yeah so that's really awesome so Ludwig Gorenson going into the Mandalorian they could have hired just any random guy just been like a typical TV show score which are pretty often kind of uninspiring but he like stepped up to that task he was aware that this is a big thing and John uh, Favreau the creator gave him complete control he was like, I want you to do whatever you want with this. I want you to literally set the like tone for the movie or for the TV series, which is insane. So I did some research. Uh, Ludwig Göransson, he said he went into this. Uh, he's a big metal fan, actually. Uh, and he's Swedish. So he's big into like Swedish heavy metal. And Metallica is like one of his biggest influences. But he wanted to take that Swedish heavy metal sound, which is also kind of um, infused with like um, EDM kind of stuff, like synth stuff. But he wanted to mix that with like Western music. And he wanted to make this sound that had never been heard before, use instruments never heard before. If you think of like the opening uh, song for The Mandalorian, he plays a bass recorder from like Africa to kind of get that like Western vibe. You know what I'm saying? So... I, I just I just think that is awesome because 
I don't think the Mandalorian for me at least would be nearly the same without the music. No, it sets the tone. Mm-hmm. And then and that um, that's what I th- to me, if you took the music out of uh, Star Wars, mm-hmm. I don't know if it'd be the same. Exactly. It brought that energy, that excitement. Absolutely. Did you ever see the somebody took the music out of the throne room scene at the end of the New Hope? A New Hope. Yeah. Like that whole scene where they're getting the medals and they took all the music out and just had them walking. <laughs> it was just, just weird noise. It was so change. awkward. Yeah. yeah. Well, would, I mean, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, I know that Eric was talking about how the Mandalorian kind of feels like a western, and it's like yeah. kind of based on that. Um, Ludwig Göransson's choice to put some of those instruments and in, some instruments not re- really used before really tied that western feel together. Because yeah. I think some people who are just kind of watching The Mandalorian, not watching a lot of like Western movies before because they're not super popular these days. That wouldn't really come across, but that music he made, he wanted to mix like Western music and uh, he wanted to mix like hip hop and metal and stuff with that Western stuff. Um, so I, I just thought it was phenomenal. Um, no, I think mu- music, <coughs> sorry. I think music plays a big part in movies. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And having the right score, mm-hmm. it's like even doing dramas, you know? Like, yeah probably the better dramas I've been a part of have good, you know, some type of yeah, song absolutely. or music that kind of mm-hmm. strikes a chord that it speaks of the emotions and oh, yeah. the, absolutely. the feel of what you're wanting to mm-hmm. accomplish in the scene. Yeah. So I think it's very important to choose the music wisely and, and they, they've done a good job. Yeah. I, I would say probably that the top 10 list of any, any of our lists would have to have great music. Oh, I absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm trying to think of movies with incredible scores like, um, just off the top of my head. I mean, like Batman. I mean, like... Well, think about that composer. I mean, he's done... Yeah. What was his name? Um, Hans Zimmer. Yeah, Hans, Hans Zimmer. Zimmer. Don't, Superman. Superman, Return. Inception. Gladiator. Those movies. See, to like me, there's Gladiator, there's, yeah. there's two different aspects that I, that I think cause emotion in whoever's watching a show. One side is like what's going on on screen, like what you can see. Like there's powerful scenes, big set pieces, big explosions sometimes, characters crying... And then you also have the like music behind that because both of those things, especially music drives emotion really hard for a lot of people, even if they don't understand it. And some movie scores um, that are the best during scenes, in my opinion, you don't even really realize that there's music there because it fits so well into the scene. And that's how I felt like the Mandalorian was. Well, even scary movies, you have to have that Mm -hmm. intense Mm -hmm. type feel like there's a franticness to it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that's uh, my so, nerd out moment of yeah. the episode because I think that guy is awesome. He also does a lot of things. I remember uh, hearing it for the first time. And I was like, man, this is awesome. Yeah. I, don't, I think I bought it within mm-hmm. the first two episodes. Yeah. I bought the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I really liked it. Yeah, I, I, I just thought it was cool, mainly how well he stepped up to the plate because that's a big challenge because, I mean, anyone that's made music for Star Wars after John Williams is like, that's a big task. Mm-hmm. And so him taking that, in taking it super seriously, making brand new sounds that no one had ever heard before in TV shows to make the Mandalorian iconic. I thought that was awesome. So, yeah. And, you know, kind of moving forward a little bit with the whole series. I, I do think, like you said, that the Mandalorian saved Star Wars because oh, yeah. it kind of gave us a new approach, you know, that, and I think that's what they were trying to do with the other movies for Star Wars. But I think that, um, there was just kind of a misunderstanding of what they yeah, should absolutely. have done. I think the Mandalorian sets a new aspect of the universe mm-hmm. compared to trying to do that with still the uh, Skywalker legacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if, if you're going to tell a new story, let, that's what I'd like to see. Like the 
Knights of the Old Republic come in, mm-hmm. you know, because that games, those two games, have you ever played yeah. those? I uh, know really good no, games, yeah, and, and it goes it goes like way back past mm-hmm. before you hear about Skywalkers. Mm-hmm. So like that diving in deeper and like way past mm-hmm. um, that or go in the future, but just skip that whole generation. You don't have to yeah. revisit that. I yeah. mean, that's what the Mandalorian does. Is, I, I think I think it, it set a precedent now. Because now all these other shows in Disney, like even WandaVision, they're True. going back plugging in plot holes. They're going mm-hmm. back in and some fixing, some just expanding on yeah. that the movies miss. So I think the Mandalorian really has just like yeah. plowed this new frontier mm-hmm. on being able to expand on something. That is a good point because I think the Mandalorian, that was the first major TV series that came out for Disney Plus, right? Yes. Yeah. And I think that really set the the bar high for what comes after for like their series for like Star Wars or Marvel or whatever. Oh yeah. Which I'm really glad because when I first heard about Disney Plus, I was like, oh, it's gonna be some more of those cheesy superhero shows I hated. The like CW superhero shows. And, and this uh, is, I like uh, some of those. Yeah. This is, well, <laughs> this goes back to what I like too. Is I don't like going back to the old way they used to do TV shows. Even the shows I liked, there was a lot of TV sh- episodes that I didn't like mm-hmm. because they were just fillers, yeah, um, just to sell commercials. But with this being on a streaming service like yeah. this, they can kind of just hone in. Okay, we want to make sure it's really good because we only need to do ten episodes to mm-hmm. make it good for people to kind of rent our ser- or subscribe subscribe to our service. Yeah. So I, I really like that aspect of it. What was you gonna say? I was just gonna say we were talking about plot holes and stuff too, and plugging plot plot holes and potholes. Yeah, potholes. Fill them up, government. Yeah, we need better roads. <laughs> we pay taxes for a reason. Um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> um, I was gonna say when you were talking about plugging plot holes. There you go. Uh, thanks. <laughs> um, I think a lot of people really have missed the Clone Wars, and I'm glad it's also on Disney Plus. True. Yeah. Because I know we're not talking about that today, but I want to tie in that with one of the episodes yeah. we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I feel like so many people have missed that because mm-hmm. there's like an older generation that saw that it was a cartoon and thought, okay, this is for kids. Yeah. And then like, there's so much filler information yeah. that you just don't understand yeah. without and, it. And that was Fevereaux's idea mm-hmm. to start that. And then what was the director's name that actually directed that series that, that you mentioned? Lonely. Funny, mm-hmm. he directed the animated Clone Wars. Yeah. So and it, created Ahsoka. Yeah. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and that's what I was gonna yeah. say. Do we want to just about that? go through now and do sure. our favorite yeah, episodes? Yeah, so Corey, you want to kick us off? Yeah, so I on, actually. On a roll. I'm gonna just drop the last episode of season two because it's incredible, and I feel like it's really easy to say that's the best one because. Oh, that's mine. Well, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. and I, I, it's mine. It's mine too. Yeah, I see. But, you're gonna say something else. But I'm going to go with the Jedi yeah, that's because I was one of those people that I watched the Clone Wars, but then a buddy of mine and I were roommates, not Ryan, a different roommate I had in college. We were super into Star Wars, and he found the list of the Clone Wars in chronological order. So, because if you actually watch the Clone Wars in the order they came out, they're kind of random. Yeah. Like it's all over the place. But there's a list you can look up that's like tells you like episode 117 or something is somewhere. Like I don't know the exact order off the top of my head. It's too many episodes. But we watched them in the order that they were supposed to happen chronologically. And I had been waiting to see Ahsoka for so long because she was so important in the Clone Wars. And I feel like the Clone Wars, to me, the biggest the biggest impact the Clone Wars had on me is 
I saw the change in Anakin better than the movies mm-hmm. because in the movies, yeah, and you just see Anakin good, and then he flips so quickly. And the Clone Wars to me show me how like not only did Anakin do some things wrong, but he felt like the Jedi wronged him and wronged people, yeah, and it caused like deceit in him. It gave and more reason. It gave more why. reason for why he ended up becoming the way he was to me. Which I thought it, the movies did a terrible job. Yeah, it, I, I I agree with that. And so, I, even though I love the movies, but I, especially if you haven't seen The Clone Wars, Ahsoka kind of gets disowned from the Jedi and they try and bring her back, but she's like gone at that point. Mm-hmm. She's She's done with the Jedi. And that hurt Anakin badly. Because he was like, he trusted her, he believed in her, and even when the Jedi Order thought she was the one that was the problem, Anakin trusted her and tried to stick up for her, and it just, that mm-hmm. her, that was a big, big, big issue. So I've been waiting forever to see her come, her back. come back around, and I even watched some of the Ahsoka TV show, the spinoff they had that was also a cartoon that they did, Um and in the show, the Jedi, or the episode of the Jedi on here, she has her white lightsabers like she does in the Ahsoka show, which is really cool. She doesn't really have a, a connection there. And I thought Rosario Dawson was a perfect person to play her in live action. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people critique the way she looked in the show a lot, but I I thought she looked really good for going from a cartoon representation to live yeah. action. Yeah. That's a hard like, character to uh, replicate, that, too. Yeah, because she's supposed to be like super tall and like how it's kind of hard to do that yeah. with a person. Yeah. And then there was just like if you want to be nitpicky, you can, but I just felt like she was played really, really well. What and was your least favorite her, episode? Just curious. Oh, that's really hard for me. Probably the passenger, honestly. You're wrong. Well, I mean, what was your your for your worst was the first the Marshall. The I Marshall. thought, okay, so uh, my least favorite was the first one uh, because I was going off of the first ever episode of The Mandalorian, which blew my mind. I loved it, um, and when I got to season two, I'd kind of lost interest in it. So season two, episode one, didn't really sell me. I wait, guess wait, technically. wait. How did you lose interest after season one? I mean, season one happened, and then like there was a gap, and like I'm not oh. I'm not a big Star Wars guy. One of my favorite parts was that whole. Can't shoot the can. Yeah. This, okay. Well, that, that was awesome. But I mean, <laughs> that I'm, was so awesome. That was like so true. Yeah. <laughs> so like season one, episode one, I was waiting for like a big like plot twist or something to happen. Kind of like season one, epi- sorry, season two, well, episode the dark one. sort of. But I guess that that had know, already happened. I knew mm-hmm. some things. I haven't watched all of the Clone Wars, but I knew yeah. some of the lore, mm-hmm. and I think that's probably what if you're. There is that disconnect, but if you're a true, you know, like a, not, I don't want to say true Star Wars fan. Hey, somebody that somebody that somebody that watches it, yeah, yeah no, I got is you. more interested. I, I wouldn't say I'm you. a true Star Wars fan yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say season two, episode one, chapter nine, the Marshall was my least favorite. Uh, it was still good, but like it just didn't it didn't sell me. I still watch it, obviously. It didn't sell me as so much. So the Bubba Fett getting the armor and everything from Bubba. Yeah, Man that just wasn't Bubba like. Fett. I mean, I know it's significant, like it's yeah. a big thing, but like I it, it didn't really sell me on it. Um, uh, my favorite episode, uh, though, was, <laughs> was The Passenger. 
Yeah, the past <laughs> no, is kidding. your favorite thing. So, okay, actually, whole, my favorite... The Baby Yoda was okay, eggs. Well, first of all, my favorite was The Jedi. That was my favorite episode yeah. because I knew of Ahsoka. I haven't watched all the Clone Wars, but I think Ahsoka's cool. Um, and I thought that her fighting scenes in the dark with, like, the saber, and she's, like... She almost looks like an animal, the way she's fighting. Like, the, the like, sword flashes in front of her face, and, like, you see her face. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that episode where she fights the woman... Uh, yeah. with yeah. the like yeah. vibranium thing. Yep. The the way that they the, the way not vibr what is it called? Baskar. Uh, Baskar, my bad. Thinking of, yeah. I'm Scar. thinking of uh Marvel. Marvel. Both yeah. things I'm not well educated in. But anyway, the way that they like faced off and like got ready to fight reminded me of like a Japanese movie. Um like a samurai, samurai fight or yeah. something. So I thought that was cool. But yeah, the passenger though, um I thought I, I was super entertained the entire time. I thought the little frog lady was cool. Uh, I also liked how Baby Yoda was like low key trying to commit genocide by tr- eating the eggs. I thought that was hilarious. That was funny. That was funny. That was the best part of the episode. <clears throat> yeah. And I thought it was, I, I, I thought that uh, seeing that like frog lady, how it's like practical effects too, like with, with the tank full of like the, the eggs, I thought that was cool. I mean, plot wise, it didn't really serve a purpose, again, I guess. When we say it's the worst episode, it was really hard to pick a pick, a, pick yeah. an episode yeah. that was bad. Another episode I really liked was oh what is it? Probably episode fifteen when the Mandalorian takes off his mask for the first time. Yeah, that, was, yeah. that, was that the, just showed me how much. In my, I can't remember the believer. The believer, okay. yeah. Like well, every episode seemed like it had something that it um, revealed on the screen, mm-hmm. like either the first time or something you hadn't seen in a long time, except for the first the one. crate dragon. Actually, no, I guess the first one did crate dragon yeah. with the first one. That spider and the giant spider mm-hmm. creature that was original from uh, I think the Empire Strikes Back, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that they just never showed. Well, just, and then you have uh, the other Mandalorians that showed up. Um, what was their name? Oh yeah, Katana. you're talking about yeah. the, the Bo-Katan. Hair, yeah, Uranus. Bo-Katan. Yeah. That was yeah, episode Bo-Katan. chapter eleven. Yeah. So it's hard to pick up one that oh, you yeah. didn't like. What was your favorite draft? My favorite besides the Jedi, because I'm gonna just I mean that, that payoff was too good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you but talking was, about the last episode? Yeah. Oh that, yeah, that's, that's what I meant. The last episode. The um, That's not the Jedi, that's the rescue. The rescue. The rescue. Yeah. rescue, yeah. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah. But the uh besides that one, I would say the uh tragedy. Having Boba Fett. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. In combat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was very limited. Like, you didn't see much in the actual mm-hmm. old film doing that. And they actually originally didn't have him kind of kicking butt so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They mm-hmm. added that in as they were. Mm-hmm. The director of that episode put it in there. Yeah. To speak to that, going back to the original Star Wars trilogy, most of these characters didn't have major roles. No. no. Like, True. you didn't see him, like, kick butt. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how else to, really, to say that. Yeah. But you didn't see him like fully go, you know, all out. It's all yeah. story driven. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was light combat in, in them, but there mm-hmm. wasn't, I mean, it, there was enough mystery mm-hmm. that you wanted more. Just like our, we're talking about Skywalker at the end, like the last, yeah. um, the last Jedi, right? When, uh, or no, the Return of the Jedi, sorry. Return of the Jedi, you just see enough that you kind of want more and it kind of leaves you hanging because you see him do some stuff, but yeah. you don't see, you know, with the Emperor in that battle, it wasn't really like a ton of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. It kind of left you want more. So that's why when we see this rescue happening. Right. And the same thing with Boba Fett. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I would say probably that was... Plus you had 
the uh, emotional attachment you had to Grogu. True. Mm-hmm. He gets taken away. Then they blow up his ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, see, the, I, I was devastated. So then you're like, yeah. what is going? Like it just kind of leaves you in that emotional distress. And yeah. you're mm-hmm. I was so sad about off. him losing his ship. I don't know why I was attached to that ship. It so was cool. Much. Well, he cool just ship. repaired it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He put <laughs> so life. much work into repairing yeah. that. Yeah. He had everything. He, I mean, it was his, yeah, it, it was, was his livelihood. That was it everything was his, he owned. What was the name of it? I can't remember. But I remember the crest. The Razor, yeah, Razor Crest. Razor Crest. I know. I was just like, oh man, that, that makes me yeah. so sad as his ship's gone. <laughs> Jeff, what was um, your least favorite episode? It was the passenger. You it was, are, it was the closest thing to a filler episode <laughs> they have. I mean, you had the yeah. X Wings come in there, which was cool. Was and that, that spider, which was also cool. Is but it just kind of, I don't know, a drug, I guess. It didn't really. See, I think going to what you're saying, Jeff, yeah, the spider in the episode is like something they brought back from the old, but. Seeing those X wings, yeah. like the first yeah. time seeing in that capacity, that yeah. was new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was kind of interesting too. Yeah, but you've seen a lot of X wing. It was cool well, seeing yeah. them again because yeah, yeah, all the and yeah. then they were in the new. Episode. Well, and then the last but, episode. Yeah, but just kind of seeing like, them in that role was different. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, you already know what my least one is. I, I just want to <laughs> share that you go for you. The passenger was the least. <laughs> one. Now the 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 siege was okay. What, 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 that what was when that they one? go and they go to this uh, lab. The tie they find scenes in that were cool enough. Yeah, yes. yeah, that is true. Like that, the, that yeah. was that the was end really part awesome. of that yeah. was great. That was enough for me to kind of put that over passenger. Yeah, but from the Jedi all the way on, it was like oh yeah, bam, bam. I mean, I saw bam, something on Facebook bam. that said that the last four episodes of the Mandalorian were better than like the last six movies that came out for <laughs> Star Wars, which I b- agreed with. I now, mean the the prequels plus the three new ones. What are the what were the robots called? Robots called the uh, dark transformers. No, no. no. <laughs> or they, what's the, the name of? Oh yeah, the um. Yeah, I know. I dark know, stormtroopers. Dark stormtroopers. Oh, I guess yeah. Just yeah. the dark well, storm. That what was I wanna, dark what I want to share about that though mm-hmm. is is what made to me the last episode so great. The rescue was that you had this fight between Mandalorian. And one of the dark soldiers, and you realize how powerful those things are. Yeah. Okay. That whole battle scene where he's using the Beskar sword uh-huh. or staff or whatever you want to call it, spear. He's battling this thing with yeah. it. He's he's losing the battle and yeah. he's fighting it. And, and and you, know, to me, that made it such a great yeah, episode. Yeah, that was a good way to. And show. sometimes we forget that part of the the TV show because it made everything else that happens later. When when Luke Skywalker comes, I'm sorry to spoil it. If <laughs> we're too late yeah. past that, if you haven't now. watched it yet, like what are you doing though? <laughs> yeah, seriously. But but that whole lead up to that, you you made you realize the intensity of the thing of yeah. them being stormed in by these yeah. things, the dark uh, stormtroopers. So having Luke Skywalker come in and just how they set that up mm-hmm. was just so awesome. You know, you saw the black and white monitor. You well, saw the X-wing, and it yeah, slowed everything. Yes. Slowed down, yes. like they brought it in. It docked yeah. so slow, and you, as soon as you saw the ship, you, yeah. like, if you know Star Wars, you should know. And then they, but like, then I think the next thing was I you thought saw it was the green lightsaber. Yeah, and it was all black you, and white until the lightsaber. Hand, yeah, and you're like, like, oh well, snap, that's it. Yeah, and then just to have that reveal. My favorite thing after that episode came out was watching YouTube videos of people uh, filming their reactions. I love those. Yeah, Yeah. people were freaking out. People were crying. Well, and the thing is too is (laughs) the thing is too is like you said, they started with the black and white. They slowed everything down. 
He's walking in. You see like glimpses of the hood up, mm-hmm. but you can't tell who it is. And then you see and him then finally, force choke yeah, some guy and, and like And then the finally ground. the first color you see is that green light too. Yeah. And then, like you said, you see the hand. And then you... That was the first time we've ever seen Luke Skywalker in that kind of dominance. Like, it was talk. Jeff was talking before we started about, like, how in the comics and in reading some of the books and stuff, they talk about it. And we always kind of give him this status. But even in the movies, we don't really ever get a great glimpse of him being, like, this elite fighter. I think that's why The Last Jedi was such a disappointment for me, was... Mm -hmm. It's like, that's not who I see Luke Skywalker being. That's mm-hmm. not the, you know, that's not what I wanted to see. And I know that they maybe are trying to do something different, but that's not, you know, and, and even like the hero's journey, yeah. that is not the kind of character that you need in that story. Mm-hmm. The hero's journey he talks about you need to have that kind of older the sage, person, yeah. the sage, mm-hmm. that he could have died her heroic death like mm-hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, he did. Yeah, but it, it was Not taken really. away because he didn't even believe in what he was doing at first. Yeah, see, I thought that so was... That, that, which also shows how powerful the hero's journey concept is because, yeah. I mean... That's why I want we, mean, yeah. we have a movie where the sage, you think he's the sage, but the um, the hero, Ray is the one that ends up pretty much training him, which was just a weird clash of, like... Well, not as well, training no, him, but just bringing him back. Yeah, well, well yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. And, and, you know, like, Princess Leia could have been that because that, that's what they did at the very end, yeah. like, try to make her to be that sage. Mm-hmm. But that should have been done in the first yeah. parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. Let her be the sage. Yeah. That would have been fine. But they kind of they kind of threw a curveball with Luke Skywalker, and then he wasn't really your typical sage. Yeah. And then it just made it... Yeah, but anyhow, it was just it was just like awkward. you're saying. That's what the fans wanted was to see Luke Skywalker demonstrate who he really was and mm-hmm. see him in action, and kind of like Rogue One. The best part of Rogue One for me was seeing Darth Vader do some of the things he did at the beginning of that yeah. movie. It's like, whoa, this is really cool. Um, that's what the uh, to me the fans really yeah. wanted. Well, and I mentioned to you guys before, but not on here. That was the first time. I felt like I had seen the connection between how powerful Anakin was to how powerful Luke was. Yes. Because like we see in the movies, like they talk about how much power Anakin had. And even though he started too old, like his just natural skill and his midichlorian count and all this stuff. And then he turns into Darth Vader and he's just like this powerful force. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like we see Luke do good things, but like we never really saw him in this powerful state that was like yeah. a good representative of who his father was. Yeah. And then like now you see him there and you're like, okay, that's like, you can see how Anakin is his father and he gets this power. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool too. Absolutely. Um, so your favorite episode just to recap was the rescue, the rescue. Well, your second favorite, I guess. Oh, your favorite. The, oh yeah. What's the, your second, the favorite? same one that uh, Jeff had. It okay. was the one that, uh, guru. Tragedy. Yeah, the tragedy. The tragedy. tragedy. Gotcha. Really gotcha. Because it was. It was like he loses Guru. Yeah. Grogu. Grogu. See, yeah, that's why Yo-Yo. I hate the name. Yo-Yo. Yo-Yo. Uh, <laughs> baby Yoda. Um, but uh, yeah, going going forward with this, this series of shows, I'm excited to see Bubba Fett. Uh, yeah, the I mean, of, of Bubba so, Fett, right? so do you guys think that there's going to be a Mandalorian season three or do you think it's, oh, oh, yeah. it's already it's, been? But next up, though, is going to be Boba Fett. Yeah, Boba yeah. Fett's gonna release like in December, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And See, then right like now, later in January, February, somewhere in there. Right now, I'm not excited for it. I'll watch it. Oh, but really? 
Oh. Yeah. That's I'm, just the non-Star Wars side of me, but I think I think it's going to be good. I'm excited probably. for... Hopefully. I think they're going to completely, at least at first for season three, I think they're going to like ditch out on the Grogu thing for a little bit yeah. because like he's obviously been taken. But I'm really excited to see what happens with the whole Darksaber thing because they set up season three... See, so well gonna, because I think he's going to go back to his home planet. Well, he probably. Bo Katan was the man, supposed to Man-a, be to go back to Mandalore. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Bo Katan was the ruler of Mandalore because in Mandalorian culture, whoever wielded the dark saber, like that's who ruled. Yeah, but that's not true in the cartoons. I know, but that's how <laughs> they set it. They they set it up that way. Yeah, they did set it up. So that way, but it's not true in the but. <clears throat> But she lost it, and that was why the whole time she wanted to be the one to capture or kill. Um, his name escapes me all of a sudden. The Mandalorian. No, not uh, the Mandalorian. That's the the what's the general's name? Yeah. Uh, Ma- Moff, Moff Gideon. Gideon. Moff Gideon. Adam coming in clutch. So um, that's what I do. He's our resource guy. But I just remembered. But like <laughs> the Mandalorian didn't know that at all. Yeah. Like he was just trying to do what he thought was right and he earns the dark saber because of it yeah and then they were a team and now all of a sudden there's this rift and he's like oh here just take it yeah, like take i it. don't care about it just take again it. that that's the reason why that sh- that episode uh it wasn't just because the end it it's there's a lot more content i mean of yeah. course the end kind of overshadows sometimes the everything mm-hmm. else that happened in the episode but to your point there was a lot that happened in that episode mm-hmm. because Moff Gideon show reveals how powerful he is that he's the kind of like the thinker yeah. type yeah. thing and and even just how he is with uh Mando and everything and, and using the child as kind of like that exactly you know. like he set that up even though he knew he was losing yeah he mentally mapped out like if I let him disarm me then I'm already causing a rift for later for them yeah. yeah, kind of thing. And I thought that was really cool. And I thought it was interesting that when he sees the, uh, that it's uh, Luke Skywalker coming in, he knows it mm-hmm. and he's, he's about to kill himself because he knows <laughs> who yeah. that is Yeah, and they don't let him do it. So what are your guys predictions for season three of the Mandalorian? Well, not, I think he's going to go back to yeah, uh, Mandalore. Mandalore. It'll and be it's going to be about that. his home planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There'll be a rift between him and Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. So do you yeah. think Baby Yoda at all is going to be in season three? I don't know. Uh, maybe. But pro- the focus will definitely be probably on that. I'm kind of wondering if they aren't going to use that, um, the Grogu-Luke thing, to kind of patch the whole of like Luke starting this school. Yeah. yeah. Because like he Grogu's already was technically learning. Mm-hmm. But I would also like to find out where he goes, where he's at during the yeah. final three. Exactly. That's what I was thinking because that's going to be super interesting. Because, like, obviously he wasn't killed with the rest of the younglings. Hopefully not. Well, he wasn't because this is past that. Talk about the second one with uh, Ben. Yeah, the mm-hmm. Ben killed Oh, Oh, yeah. 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 I, so, I don't know about that. But what I'm talking about is I think it would also be cool to find out. I want to know who at the Jedi Temple saved Grogu. I'd because say it has like to be the Mandalorian. Yeah, that's what I think. No, uh, no from the original, the original movies. Oh, the original. So when oh. when Anakin comes in like and kills all old, the so. when Anakin comes in and kills all the younglings. Yeah. yeah. He when he first communicates with Ahsoka, that's when you find out that he was a, actually a youngling and was trained at, to some extent. Yeah. So even though he was young, he knew some things, but how did he escape 
yeah. that slaughter of the younglings oh, okay, at okay. the Jedi Temple in the but movies. I think, I think what we're talking about too is that we think that Mandalorian is going to rescue him mm-hmm. from the then, next from the yeah. next time, which the next is, slaughter, yeah, which would probably about. be like twenty to twenty five year timeline mm-hmm. from now. Which Mando would be pretty old. Yeah, true. Yeah, because it would be when Ben is older. Be that long. Well, how old would Ben be? Is one of my questions. Because trying to think how many years Ben hasn't been born Jedi yet. And Force Awakens, it's only like twenty years or something. Twenty-five. Yeah. Well, that's years. what I'm saying. It, it would have to be. Well, this was eight years after, right? We're at right now. Or a few, I don't it's think a few so. years after. I think it's five years. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so but so still, to, like, to your point, maybe fifteen years out later. Yeah, I guess he wouldn't be that old, but he yeah. would be. But think about this, Gruger, Grogu, Grogu, Grogu. Sorry, <laughs> I know everybody's shaking their head. Uh, Grogu can just last if they want to carry this story out like a hundred years from now. He could I still mean, he'll, be around. Yeah, he'll be around. <laughs> yeah, just because <laughs> he, would just, he would probably be a teenager hundred years from now. Now, another thing I think would be really cool is if they eventually give us something with the planet that he's from. I don't, Be- think, I don't think they was, ever will because there's too much. Of, that see, was one I would thing, love one to thing see that, that. Uh, George Lucas said he never wanted to see. He just explore. wanted the mystery yeah. of Yoda now, to be Yoda. after his death, who knows what they'll yeah. do. But. I'm, I just want to be able to hear what Baby Yoda's first words are. Well, and I... Eggs. <laughs> I, dude, if it's eggs, mm, well, man. Frog lady. <laughs> but the thing is, too, is like... Eggs. We don't even know where he came from. Yeah. Like, is he... Like, because in the, um, you see that there's a female, so there's Yaddle and Yoda. Yeah. So, like, could he be a secret child of hers? Mm-hmm. Or? Which name do you like better, Grogu or Yaddle? Yaddle? Yaddle. Yaddle. It's the, the female. You like Yaddle better? Probably Yaddle better. Really? I, I don't like, think they're ever going to confirm that, Yaddle. though. They won't. I think there's too much mystery. They'll keep it, like, just act like it didn't happen. But there are also, um, there's also a bunch of lore that, like, they might have been confused when they like because around the time frame when they originally thought like Anakin would be the chosen one or whatever, they really were born around the same time. Yeah. So like it could have been Grogu that really was supposed to come from that time, mm-hmm. but like Anakin also had that same because they're really like close to the same age. I think right. Uh, no, are I don't th- think so. Are you sure? I mean, how old Grogu right now? He's only like he's like a fifty. He's yeah. fifty. Yeah, but Luke, close, yeah. yeah, they would be close to the same age because Luke oh, comes in to get him. Yeah, Dracula so when they were born. Inception. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. True. I guess you're right. But I don't know. I'm still also holding out hope for the theory people that Mace Windu is still alive. I'd love to see him make yeah. some kind of appearance. I want somehow. George R. Banks back. And uh, Samuel L. Jackson already <laughs> well, said he'd do it. Bring if they bring them all back and put them on the spider legs. Yeah, that'd be sick. That's true. The Clone Wars. But that was to me that I mean, I know we need to probably switch gears here in a little yeah. bit, but I, that was one of the things that was disappointing about the, the prequel or the however you want to put it. But the, those ones killing Darth Maul off in the first movie, yeah. he could have been terrible, such a terrible good. mistake. And crime. then every single movie, you add another bad guy to the equation. It's like, like General Grievous and all this stuff, which would they're fine, but you needed that connection. That that like okay, this is the bad guy, and then Darth Maul could have really developed even more oh, because yeah. he was yeah. so cool. And then you kill off your best villain at the very beginning of it. How do they bring him back? Is he a clone? Is that what he is? No, um, they take he the, uh, top he half. Die. He yeah. didn't. Yeah, he doesn't die because uh, like he just lost his legs. He basically they cut his legs off, but because it was a lightsaber, it like 
essentially it seared the seared, and so he didn't Forget die. That he dropped miles, and down. they they found like he, someone he, caught him. Who was it? No, I, don't know. I, I can't remember, I can't remember exactly what happened, but Jar-Jar he he like crawls away, <laughs> and then he gets <laughs> someone gives him like these robotic like spider legs he's on originally, and then in the Clone Wars he ends up like. His brother is also alive, and they thought his brother was dead. He finds his brother, and then he ends up getting like robotic real legs again at some point. And it's it, just yeah, the Clone Wars. I need to give. I just haven't had time, but but the Clone Wars, are, the yeah, ones I have seen, are really good. And and I enjoyed the even though I didn't under fully understand everything. I didn't. There was the movie, the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. that was good that too. Was good too. But yeah, it's more like a serial uh, episodes. So it goes in different timelines. So there is websites you can kind of look at to see if you want to watch in chronological chronological Mm. order. But I haven't finished them all. I've seen different ones. And like you said about how they really messed up with, like, killing him off so quickly, I love the idea of, like, Count Dooku being Yoda, like, Yoda-trained Count Dooku. Yeah. But I think it would have been so much cooler if they didn't kill him and then he was that character, and like Darth Maul was the person that Yoda had trained. Yeah. Well, if it was like the same person, and they like traced it through, because that battle, that was one of my favorite things, was seeing how powerful Yoda was when he was fighting Count Dooku. Yeah. Like that was that was cool because you see this old man that's like coming through. There and, just wasn't an ongoing connection. You, you felt yeah. a little detached because you were being introduced to these bad guys every single movie, and then you're like, well, that's yeah. not like the first set. That you had Darth Vader be this bad guy throughout, and you felt a connection to it. Well, and and my thing too was is there was with the Sith, there was always supposed to be two. Yeah. yeah. And when they did the prequels, I felt like they kind of messed that up because it's like they make it sound like Count Dooku was there the whole time, and like yeah, and then, and then like also Darth Maul. Maul. It made it sound like they were almost both working t- for Sidious mm-hmm. at the same yeah. time, but they kind of corrected it because like he made. Anakin killed Dooku, so like to become the next apprentice, like he had to kill him. But Darth Maul's still alive, so like, yeah, I just felt like that was kind of a, yeah. a little bit of a mess. But well, kind of what I wanted to talk about is the right to move here, yeah, yeah, move along. Uh, talking about the moral dilemma part and the spirituality of things, you know, of course, this we have the force in Star Wars, and then of course, as a Christian, we we have the Holy Spirit. And kind of talking about if we verse those two, what would be some of the things that would be uh, different as far as what the Force talks about in the Star Wars lore and what we know about Scripture uh, talking about the Holy Spirit. So I have some thoughts, and I've read some things, and uh, just kind of thought about it too. What are your guys' first impressions as you think about that? What would you say would be some of the differences between the Force and and what we believe as Christians to be the Holy Spirit? Well, I mean, I think the obvious one would be, like, the dark side of the Force. Yeah. Because, like, obviously the Holy Spirit is all good. Is, is all good. But the Force so has, like, like, two sides. The Force is, yeah. like, dual-sided. It's kind of, it's, it's almost like a neutral because, like, there's a light side and a dark side, and it can be bent different ways, mm-hmm. and there's, like, almost, like, different ends of the spectrum within the Force. So I feel like that would be the most obvious no, choice for you. that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the the... And that's one of the things I was going to say is that the the whole the force doesn't have any moral value or moral mm-hmm. compass. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, and I mean, it, all, 
Sorry. Yeah. No, that's right. I was I was just gonna say um, another big difference is um, that in like you can be force sensitive. Like it's like some beings can harness the force, exactly. some yeah. can't. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit, everyone just automatically can. Like it's yeah. just something that everyone has access to. Everyone has already been a part of, whether you accept it or not. Yeah. So when we are as Christians accept Christ and ask for forgiveness of our mm-hmm. sin. God sends his Holy Spirit to deal, dwell, yeah. dwell mm-hmm. in us. You mm-hmm. know? And and that would be another thing is that the force is an energy, yeah. right? It's it's in all things, around all things, all, all this stuff. But the Holy Spirit is a person. Mm-hmm. It's a person. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it a, he's a he, you know. Yeah. So he he does God's, um, he's, he, he fulfills God's will. And that's another thing that, going with the the no moral values with the force with the holy spirit he does the will of the father mm-hmm. so he seeks good like you said it's not the and and that's another thought too is that the force is used that's what i was going to say the holy say. spirit can't be used yeah yeah it's like the force is kind of like bent to the will of yeah. the user like you said like dark side or light side, light side, different things that they do with it. It's like they use it as a tool mm-hmm. and it's like, we can't change yeah. what the Holy spirit is yeah. within ourselves. Like it can do things through us, yeah. but we're just a vessel for it. Yeah. We're not like controlling it. Mm-hmm. We can't, we don't have that sort of control over. Yeah. So the Holy spirit, like you're saying, the Holy spirit does give us power. It, it he, he does, teach us things he does give us counsel he gives us boldness but it's not our it's not for our purpose mm-hmm. it he, he he is serving god's purpose yeah so when he's doing things uh it, it's not gonna it's not gonna be up to us yeah you know i mean it's up to us to allow him to work but it's not it's not us saying yeah. Like that. yeah, we can't Holy I, I Spirit can't, fo- choke yeah, someone. I can't. We can't Holy Spirit <laughs> force yeah. lightning. You're healed. You're healed. You're healed. <laughs> but but that's the interesting thought too, and that's what I love about you know studying movies too, because I think I think movies in general speak to an underlining truth that we all we all realize that yeah. we just kind of don't want to see, mm-hmm. but there is something greater than us. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. that. And I and I was reading this article that I thought was cool because it was saying, you know, how could you even compare the force to the Holy Spirit? Because the Holy Spirit's able to do so much more. Yeah. Because it's God, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's part of the Trinity, so it is a personhood of God, and how how the Holy Spirit is able to do so much more than the force yeah. can ever can. Oh yeah. Um, some of the fun that was with that is that, um, you know, preserves the spirit and in the force. That's that's the best that the force can do, right? Is preserve a spirit as a blue spirit. Yeah, <laughs> true. Where the Holy Spirit takes you to God. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and the Holy Spirit brings you into eternal life. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so it it is kind of interesting how uh, we we see these, and that's what George Lucas uh, wanted to do is kind of to establish kind of a loose religious type thing yeah. into the movies mm-hmm. that you kind of. Isn't that interesting though that there is that there does this in in great movies to me all have that religious aspect to it like there is a, a belief in something that's higher or a moral purpose in yeah. the things that they do mm-hmm. that they they want to achieve that uh, greater good 
Yeah. What do you What do you think about this? I'm just interested on uh, what you would talk about this. But um, what about like? So Luke obviously cuts himself off from the Force. So like he's like he goes to that island and he's like I'm not gonna be a part. Yeah. Of any of this. It devastated me. Yeah. I hate <laughs> I was like, well, it's I like, hated what? This I is hated not Luke. <laughs> what, is, what is going on? All this time he's got all this hope and then all of a sudden he's just. He's uh, just sorry, like, good. Yeah. But then I was just thinking like <laughs> people that are Christians that like walk away. Yeah. It's like trying to shut the door, like force that out. Yeah. I was trying to think about that. And I was well, and see that, that, that to your point, that uh, affects me like that too. When I see Christians just walk away, I'm like, I just don't understand it. I don't yeah. understand. Like, like I, I guess hope. it's because I realize what God's done in my life so much. I, mm-hmm. I can't, I don't know how you walk away. I don't know how, mm-hmm. how can I walk away from, from someone that has changed my life tremendously. Yeah. And the, I know that the Holy Spirit's done things in my life. So, so how can I just walk well, away from that? And, how I? and to that point, I know Adam and I have even talked multiple times about some of the people that were in youth that have done that. Yeah. And it's just like, we, how have you been to things and had like those moments where like, you know, God has done something in your life and like we have been there and like cried with you and like these things have changed in your life and you just like pretend they didn't happen. Like what, like, yeah, maybe you're going through something right now and that's hard, but like I was there with you and I know something happened yeah. Do you just pretend that didn't happen anymore? Like, do you? Ignore well, I think that? for some people, they 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 choose not to. And maybe what they experienced was just emotional high, and that's yeah, unfortunate. Yeah. And I hate mm-hmm. that. That that that, that was mm-hmm. the deepest part that you went because that's not to me. This is not emotion. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. You know, then that would be some of the probably people that are atheists would say is that we are just emotional. Mm-hmm. What happened to me wasn't emotional. I mean, it, was there a part that was emotional? Yeah. yeah. I re- realized my sinful nature. I realized that, but there was so much more to it than that. Yeah. I mean, there was this calling upon my life that I had mm-hmm. that God wanted me to step out of where I was into something new. And I think that if you haven't experienced that, I, I hope that you do at some point. Yeah. Because to me, that that's where it changes. That's where change really takes place. Yeah. yeah and absolutely. I think, good. Did somebody no, else? I said, I said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I wanted to make Did sure you guys that, yeah. have a chance to oh, yeah. share because and I, I mean, I guess I so, something I could add, um, <laughs> kind of like where you're going with this, um, kids, especially, um, and of course saying some people have something happens to them. Like if you're at a camp and you have this drama, um, and it's kind of set up to me at least. And this is something that I've kind of thought about and kind of like have mixed feelings on. Sure. Is that sometimes with these events, you're kind of, it's almost like you're you're almost peer pressured, kids at least, to act like at least you feel something. Which I mean, having these events where you kind of set someone up to like open themselves up to God and like experience the Holy Spirit, that that's great. And like I think that should always be a thing, those opportunities. But there's sometimes like um I won't say where, but like there's certain things where like there's an altar call happening and the guy's like, I know there's one more. There's one more. You have to come yeah. up. If you're feeling that, anything, that they come went up. beyond. And I, th- I think those are the moments too when like some people just get turned off from like God and religion and stuff because they have this event that they look back on and they're like, oh yeah, I was forced to like go up there and, and cry with people and I didn't know what was going on. I just did it because everyone else was. Like that's something that I'm super like conscious about and like yeah. I try to like. 
That's not what we want. Oh, ab- yeah. absolutely. Well, and and there I'm was not- a thing going on in the youth group there for a little while. That it was like calling well, it cry night. Oh yeah, I, hate I hated that too. I hate that. <laughs> that take the, that's, that, that's, that's that's the point that I'm trying still to call drive. it that. I, well, yeah. don't. It's let so it. inappropriate because it's it's not about just crying. It, it you know yeah. we want to set a, a tone for the night mm-hmm. for you to evaluate and and kind of be open to that. And yeah, we could say that a, a, a maybe a drama maybe could sometimes push you over the yeah. edge. But what we want is really for you to evaluate what mm-hmm. what is about your life. Yeah. And I the, mean, and, the thing and, about a retreat is to that I love about a retreat is to get away from the world for a while, yeah. Yeah. to hear the voice of God. Mm-hmm. See, sometimes well, we can push it over absolutely too far. Yeah, and I, mean, I, I would say that maybe I've done that at times. Yeah, but I don't want it just to be a crime. Yeah. Night. Well, that, well, if but you're coming but, and just having an emotional experience. That's that's not what it should be about. Right. Exactly. right. I I know the I know the 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 kids that say that the most. They do it because that's the result of them looking inward. And that yeah. just yeah. happens to be the but result want, of it. I wouldn't want it to be stereotyped so. that way. And they look and forward to that, that, though. People, so people that don't believe of. think that that's all it is. Yeah. Right, yeah. Well, yeah. and that's that's the thing, too, is like you said, it's you have to be conscious of that. But also, I started, I had to stop thinking of it as like that of a whole, that as a whole. And it's like if one person gets changed from that experience yeah. that weekend, that's like Start they're fishing. rejoicing in heaven. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you, it's the starfish. It's the seed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the seed yeah. that's planted. It's the yeah. it's the seed that 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 sometimes it may it land on a on a and it may take root. Uh, it may not take root, but it may just burst out and and just come out and then it dies. Yeah, uh, that's unfortunate. I hate that. Yeah. but the seed has to go out. Well, and and I think too, uh, one thing that like hurts me a lot that we, you know that we've talked about is like when people turn and try yeah. and like, I'm not gonna say who this person is obviously but i remember one youth it was a youth retreat and we did this thing where we wrote in this folder um things that we knew we had done wrong we were supposed to write like 10 things we knew we had done wrong and then we were going to burn them yeah well i remember this kid leaving the fire um where like we burnt the things and i don't think people really knew the kid left but i I did, and I think I was like a senior at this time or something. I was old, I was one of the older kids there, and I followed this kid, and he just cried with me, like broke down all this stuff. And I remember praying with him, and to this day, like immediately after, I felt like, and and this is like you said about the people that it's sad that just live on the emotion part. I remember feeling the Holy Spirit in that moment, and immediately after I don't remember a thing I prayed about. I don't remember a thing I said to him. And I, to this day, fully believe that the Holy spirit just used me as a vessel to talk to that person. Yeah. Not that like, I was like possessed or something like no, people would make fun just of, allowed God to but work in your life. But yeah, I the Holy spirit was um, immediately after I did not know a single thing I said to him. Like mm-hmm. I just, I just didn't. But, and I remember going home and that moment for me, even my mom asked me how things went and I tried to talk about that and I just sobbed because I couldn't, I was just like, and I was like, how does someone that experiences something like that? Because like, I know that he experienced something there. It wasn't like with what we talked about, it wasn't just like, oh, this is emotional. Like there was so much, so many walls came down like during that time. And the fact that that happened 
but I know now that that person is not following anything. Well, that, that's it's the other just thing. Hard. Before, sorry, Adam. Um, before we switch gears, I mean, he's probably going to share something too. But I just want to say that I don't believe that when you plant a seed, that doesn't mean that that seed will never grow. Yeah, I agree. So you don't know too. if that person will ever come back to that, and that maybe that moment will be something that God uses to remind them mm-hmm. and yeah. say, "Hey, this was a moment that something was real." Yeah. Mm-hmm. All these other things you've been chasing are not real, but this moment here was a real moment. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, like, it, that's what makes you think. Bringing it back to Luke, and how, yeah, he stepped away from the forest because he seemed to. But that's the thing with he—he shouldn't—he know going into it, there's good and bad going in there in the forest. Cutting yourself off from even the bad stuff doesn't. You're running from it. I mean, so even even walking in our in our faith and stuff, we know that there's going to be hardships. We know there's going to be pain. We know there's going to be things, but there's also joy in that, and and, and there's joy to be had and experienced. And so we got to continue to fight. We continue to to spread that hope and and be that hope and be that light. We can't pull a Luke and just you know. And that's what a lot of people do. They they cut themselves off yeah. of it. And they'd rather just kind of live on their own or live their own way, and 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 think that if I if I avoid it, then I'm going to avoid the bad stuff too. It's not going to get to me. This but leads right into the prosperity gospel that yeah. you know that we think everything's going to work out for us, and or we think that that's the way it should be. And well, that's not Christianity. Yeah, that's yeah. not what the Bible teaches. That's not Have what you Jesus read Job. Was. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and it, I and think it's of a, Job it's all a the false time. dichotomy because you think God's always going to just bring you good stuff. Yeah. That's not, God doesn't care about good stuff or bad stuff. God cares about who you are. Yeah. And who you're going to become and how you, how you live your life for Christ. You know what I mean? Like, you know, just, just, just like anything, like if God lets me serve here at Porterfield for a long time or God sends me somewhere else, it's not really neither here nor there. God's going to be concerned about what Eric does. Yeah. Absolutely. How I live my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's what God's going to care about. So, you know, like sometimes we, we make it more than what it should be. Yeah. You know what True. I mean? Yeah. It's, uh, sorry. I, I need to read the scripture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's okay. I get dived into these conversations, yeah. but it's really good. I but, uh, but I know, I know for you, for me too, Corey, and I think all of us, it, it does, it really hurts our hearts to see people walk away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and there's dear friends of mine. There's 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 somebody that was pretty involved here at Porterfield was a deacon. Yeah. And I don't know where they are right now spiritually. And it concerns me and it bothers me and it's like um I care about that person. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't understand. I don't know how to answer all their questions or how to help them, but I haven't stopped praying for them, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, here's the scripture I want to share is uh, Romans 8, verse 8 through 10. It says, those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but you are in the realm of the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you, talking about the Holy Spirit, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even through your body is sub- even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the spirit gives life and becomes uh, gives life because of righteousness. So it's this this knowledge of knowing that the Holy Spirit lives in me, that I have this righteousness that I haven't been able to obtain myself, yeah. that I'm guaranteed of this life to come, 
uh, to be in the presence of God. So absolutely. Yeah. Got a little wound up. That was awesome. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, like I mean, I, I think it's an, I, think yeah. I just think it's an important thing to talk about. Kind of what you're saying. The um, like people walking away from that kind of stuff. I mean, the reason why I brought up what I brought up about the whole um, drama thing, retreat thing. I just think it's important to just keep that in mind. You don't want to. No, I think it's very important thought that you absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's something that's just kind of like bugged me every once in a while when I see certain things. Like I've been to certain churches where they place a lot of emphasis on big moving music and which I love, but I see people react to that emotionally. And I'm afraid that sometimes they confuse the emotions that the music's putting out with hard to experiencing God. So I, I'm just saying, that I think we're kind of all probably, probably all of us here are kind of on that same level where I'm not saying there's anything wrong with, I mean, sometimes if I feel led, I'll raise my hand. Yeah. Um, but I'm not a big, I don't want to be, I don't want to be fake. I, I never oh, yeah, wanted absolutely. to be fake. I, mm-hmm. I want to, not that I'm perfect at all, because uh, I have my own flaws, and there's probably things that irritate people about me. Uh, I'm sure, but you can't spell. <laughs> yeah, I can't spell at all. But <laughs> I got a good. You know, story for the that. fact is, is I think being real is important, and, yeah. and trying to be uh, who God created you to be. You know, trying to try to be authentic. I guess. Well, I don't know if I've told you this story, Eric, but this made me think of this a lot. Um, when I was young. We went to a, one of the churches we went to was Pentecostal church, and they had this guest speaker. And I was little, like, or not little, little, but I was young. Um, and I remember they were praying over, like, the kids, and they were, like, the, the person that came through. And they brought people up to catch people for, like, being slain in the spirit or whatever it's called. And... Not that I'm saying that that can't happen, because I think there are so many things in the Bible that, like, obviously the Bible shows us that things can happen, but it really bothers me when people use them to, like, make show of things. Yeah. And like you're talking about, being sincere. So I'm this kid, and they decide they're going to pray for the kids. And me and one other kid, that there were only a couple of us that were up there that I know of for a fact, they prayed for me, and I fell over because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. Yeah. And it was like, that wasn't real. Like, not not for me in that moment. Does it happen to certain people? Absolutely, it yeah. can. But it was like they had people set up behind you to, like, catch you and lay you on the floor. And that really bothered me because I think it makes a, a mockery over what the Spirit really can do. Yeah, I, I almost think it's like making Peer fun pressure. of... Yeah, what God is capable of doing. Yeah. Because, I mean, I know people that have been sick and have had people praying over them, and they have been miraculously healed, and the only way that they could have been healed the way they have yeah. is through God. But yeah. then other people, you know, they do stuff like that, and it it, it bo- bothers me because when it really happens, then nobody's going to believe it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just, that's... Yeah, there, there's a woman in our my old, old church, and... We're, we weren't a church known for that, but mm-hmm. she was known to go around buckshots and you can ask Dan. Can't Dan Dan people. saw it. Uh, but she would she was in that moment doing that. Well, you can see her. She's looking behind her mm-hmm. to see if there's somebody behind her because she's about ready to fall. Yeah. yeah. So she's looking to see if somebody's there before she does it. <laughs> so she makes sure she gets caught. She had right? real faith. She just <laughs> fall. Right, yeah. Well, so, yeah. I mean, that right there, and I, oh, remember, I remember seeing that, and I remember Dan and some of the other guys seeing it too, and it just 10 minutes like – 
just turn yeah. them off. Like, oh, well, yeah, that, that wasn't yeah. real, yeah. <laughs> you know, or just makes you weary of it. For sure. But well, yeah. and that's the problem. We get we go to one extreme where it's just mm-hmm. it, it kind of hinges on just emotions and and you know I've got to be you know emotionally wound up. Yeah. And then we go to the other side of it to say, well, we kind of fear the Holy Spirit, and, yeah. and the, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit's nothing to be feared. Uh, we shouldn't fear Him. We should just allow Him to work in our hearts and our lives. But um, sometimes we can go and kind of hinder the Holy Spirit from doing uh, His work in our lives. Absolutely. Just leave it to God. Yep. All right. Well. We went all over the place. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for watching. Thank you, Jeff, for being here. Yeah. Pleasure. Um, been a good episode let us know in the comments what you think about it if you want to add anything critique anything if you completely disagree with something let us know because it'll be fun to talk about um but yeah thank you guys so much for watching peace see ya